So oftentimes, the very right time, uh, literally to the wrong person, will look like it's the wrong time. But that was the prime time. But see, the mentor understands the value of timing, and they know that the paint is never wet, the concrete is not dry, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you start talking about timing, there are a few thorns, there are a few rough edges, but that's where all the opportunity lies. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal of what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Mike Maloney. Hey, welcome. I'm so pumped you could join me today on the Get Real About Business podcast. We have an awesome guest for you. This is the show where we teach you how to grow a better business faster, quicker, and more easily than you could ever do by yourself. So some of what we share on the show are things that come direct from me as a business coach or mentor, but also what we do is we get top experts from around the world to come and spill their secrets on what it takes to grow a successful business. Today, we're talking network marketing or multi-level marketing, if you prefer. Network marketing can be a fantastic way to start a business. Rather than have to start a business from scratch, you're able to take somebody else's template, look at how they're running it and apply that in your own lives. You don't have to create products or services. It's all done for you. And joining a network marketing company can be a smart move. It's a little bit like joining a franchise, but it doesn't have the initial outlay that franchise businesses do have. But what we have to realize is that a network marketing company is just like any other business. You have to work it like a business. That's one of the things that we talk about today in my interview with Romasio Fulcher. In fact, the whole episode is about what it takes to be successful as a network marketer. And even if you're not a network marketer, even if you don't belong to an MLM company, you've got your own thing going on, everything that Ramasio shares here today is completely transferable to other sectors of business. Ramasio hasn't actually been in the network marketing game for that long. His first business was in property or real estate, if you're from America. He made his first million there, but a year ago, he made a change. Things weren't going quite so well in the real estate market, and he decided he needed to do something different. He got introduced to network marketing. He went out, he learned the system, he worked it like a boss, and became the number two income earner worldwide. He's currently positioned number 16 in all networking professionals globally. He's saved over $1 million dollars. And he's helped 500 people earn over $2,500 a week. So this is a guy that knows his stuff. And today, I get to speak to Romasio and find out what it was that made him so successful. This is a great interview, so pin your ears back, take some notes. Here's me speaking with Romasio Fulcher. Romasio, you had a career in real estate and uh, you went from a college dropout, according to your rap sheet, to a multi-million dollar business. And you're now in multi-level marketing, and uh, you're doing something new now. You've seen some ups and downs, and I know that people who've not met you up to now, I'm sure they're going to benefit from your story. So tell us a little bit about what your background is, how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, my background is really simple. First of all, congratulations uh, to you, Clive, 
on all the success that you're having with uh, your podcast and, and doing what you're doing all around the world. Kudos to you, man, for making a difference. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Um, as far as my story, my story is uh, pretty simple. You know, I, I, um, I, I grew up in Oakland, California. I um, went off to college here in Sacramento, which is about an hour and a half from where I grew up. And I dropped out of college after a year, after a year and a half of being in college. College wasn't really my cup of tea at all. And at the time, I really didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Um, in other words, I had no specific target, I guess, if you will, in terms of a profession. But the main thing for me was is that I knew that I was going to be successful. I, I made a, a strong promise to my parents. I told them that, you know, if I decided to be a garbage man, I would be the best. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I came from a very good, a good example uh, in terms of my family structure. My mom and dad, uh, neither one of them are wealthy. You know, none of them are, you know, middle-class America. And that they worked really, really hard to uh, instill good morals, good values, you know, inside of me and my brothers. And so I didn't want to disappoint them. And so I dropped out of college and, uh, you know, as fate would have it, I met a gentleman at a burrito shop and long story short, he owned his own real estate and mortgage company and he hired me as his assistant on all commissions. And um, I was basically a telemarketer. If you know what that means, that was the guy that would call your house and I was trying to encourage you to refinance or purchase a home. And that was my, that was my job. I did that on all commissions and it, boy, was it tough, Clive. A lot of people were hanging up in my face. You know, they didn't know who I was, you know, you know, it was just, I guess you could say that's where I cut my teeth, you know, and that's where literally, uh, like I said, it was a lot of rejection, but at the time I didn't have any other options. You know, I was very, I was very, very happy that this gentleman gave me an opportunity to learn uh, from himself in a profession or in a field that I knew nothing about. And so, because I told my parents I would be successful, to me, what that means is, is I would make progress with any endeavor that I did. Just make progress, just give it your best, you know what I mean? And for me, Clive, it's kind of funny, when I look back on it, people often ask me, what do I want my legacy to be? Or how do I want to be known one day? And for me, it's really simple. I just want my name to be associated with two words. Number one, success. And number two, a fighter. I just want to be known for whatever I did, no matter whatever the venture was, Ramasio always found a way to be successful, which means just make progress. Yeah. And number two, just, you know, being known as, uh, he's a fighter. I'm not a quitter. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know how to quit. If I want to do it, we going to do it. And so bottom line is I dropped out of college. I got started in real estate, I hooked up with the right person. I got involved with that gentleman at the right time. And essentially five years later, I had now become a millionaire where I had made a million dollars in one year. And boy, was that exciting because I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would become a millionaire. I just wanted to be successful. I never put a dollar amount attached to it. And obviously, once you make a million dollars one time, obviously, you know, <laughs> you want to do it again and again and again. Yeah. And so, um, and so really, 
the long and short of it, the way that that happened is, again, I met, I connected myself with the right mentor. I always tell people, no matter what it is that you're doing in life, who is your mentor? If you show me your mentor, I'll show you your future. No mentor is going to be very difficult for you to figure it out. Eventually, you will figure it out, but you're going to have to bang your head against the wall a lot because the way the principles of success work is wisdom is really the, you know, that, that's the number one thing uh, that we all need uh, to be able to, to, to make some of the right choices. How do we know the right choices from the bad ones? Yeah. It's wisdom, it's experience, and wisdom comes from two places. Number one, your mistakes, and then number two, others' mistakes. And so I always teach people that having a mentor is certainly the shortcut to success no matter what you want to do. Yeah. And so for me, Clive, that, that's pretty much the gist of, you know, what brought me to where I am today. It all started with mortgage and real estate. And then, of course, you know, about 10 years ago was when I transitioned part time into network marketing. And it was very pretty much the same. A wealthy friend of mine gave me a call, told me about network marketing. I was apprehensive. He introduced me to a gentleman that was very successful in network marketing. I like what I heard. He kind of set me straight on some of the misnomers and things that I thought that were true. Turned out that they were not true. And this guy was not just talking the talk. He was truly walking the walk. He was proven. He's 34 years old. He was retired since he was 28. Multimillionaire, many times over. Had developed a whole bunch of other people. And so I said, hey, if I'm going to do this, even on a part-time basis, will you agree to mentor me? And yeah. so once again, what you're going to find with me, Clive, is wherever I find myself, I always find myself next to a mentor, somebody that's already achieved what it is I'm looking to do because, frankly, I'm not about to go figure it out. I'm not about to go bang my head against the wall and we'll figure out how to do it. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to identify someone that is very successful at that given thing, and I'm going to ask them, what I call my multi-million dollar question. And that is, what do I have to do to make it worth your while to teach me what it is that you know? Once again, what do I have to do to make it worth your while to teach me what it is that you know? And that's that, that, that question, Clive, I've used that for the last 15 years. You always had this this notion that you wanted to be successful. And I love the idea that like whatever you set out to do, you want to be successful. And mentorship has been a big part of that. By the sound of it, you've had some ups and some downs. And a lot of people say they want to be successful. We all want to be successful. I wonder how much resilience is part of this as well. Because, um, yeah, it's I mean, everything. successful, but hey, yeah. like, it doesn't work out for everybody. And certainly not first time. It's everything. I always teach people this one, one simple sentence. Persistency will always get you there, but consistency will keep you there. So when you talk about being resilient, to me, that means being persistent. And you have to, you know, you have to. It being persistent is what it's going to take. There is no, the world doesn't owe you anything, but rather I believe service is the rent that we pay for the space that we take up on earth. And I think that once you come to grips with that, the fact that you've been created to serve at some level, some capacity, we all are put here to serve. And when you, when you really come to terms with that, 
you'll realize that you're here for a purpose and you should have a purpose because I truly believe that each of us, Clive, were created uh, for a purpose. And I believe that we were created, as I said, with a purpose in mind. And when you really, really come to discover what your purpose is in life, and for me, mine is to serve humanity with love, compassion, and deliverance. And so once you, once you really, really, truly, sincerely understand that your time here on earth is to make a contribution, uh, there's no such thing in you being a quitter. You have to step up to the plate. There's somebody out there that needs what it is that you offer. There's somebody out there that needs what it is that, you know, your story, your existence, your solutions, your ingenuity, et cetera, et cetera. So persistence is, yes, you're right. That's the number one thing what we call burning desire. If you don't have that, uh, unfortunately, you will not be successful. And then the thing I want to go ahead and point out to the people that are listening to this interview is let's talk about, you hear me mention words like purpose, you know, uh, which is a big word. And I want to help everyone that's listening really come face to face with their purpose. Uh, a lot of times people say, well, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Well, let me tell you something, guys. It's not that difficult. Let me explain how this works, okay? You're gonna ask yourself basically a couple questions and you're gonna really be right around the corner from what it is you're supposed to do. Check it out. Number one, what is it that you love to do? Number one, I would ask all your listeners to write down, what is it that you love to do? Whatever it is, kissing, hugging, developing donuts, making you know quilts, what is it that you love to do? Number one, and then number two, what is it that comes naturally to you, but it's harder for others? What comes naturally to you, but it's harder for others? When you can answer those two questions, I believe right there in the middle of those is what you're meant to do. Therein lies your purpose. Uh, God's not going to give you something as a gift and make it very difficult for you to discover. But what you have to do is you do have to Take a moment to really ask a couple of good questions so that you can really uncover why things have kind of worked out for you in that way. And so I'm very, very aware of what my gifting, what my purpose is. And it's not, you know, I'm not, you know, limited to multi-level marketing nor real estate. It's all about serving. It's all about contributing. It's got to be something. If I'm going to be involved, I'm not meant to just work a job. That's not the way that, that I was designed. I think like a boss, I, I think I, I am a leader. I, I do prefer to, 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 to lead and that, that's just who I am. That's my, that's my you know, bravado, that's, that's my being, that, that feels right for me. Yeah. Uh, that comes with the territory, you know what I'm saying? It's not no easy, it's no easy, those are, those are big shoes to fill of course, but that's what feels comfortable for me, uh, for me. Uh, now, I don't put myself down and nor do I put other people down, Clive. But for me, that feels right. You know, and so when you talk about being in a leadership role, uh, you know, you, you have to put people first. You have to put the needs of others first. And I have to make sure that what I'm saying is really authentic. It's really sincere. Uh, you can't manipulate the platform when you have it, you know. Um, and, and so what I'm saying, in essence, is people have to really, really come toe to toe with what is it that you're meant to do? Once again, what comes naturally to you, but it's harder for others? And if you can answer that question, honestly, I believe you're very, very close, uh, if not bullseye, to what your purpose is.
somebody famously once said that there are two dates in our lives, the dates that, that we're born and the date in which we find a purpose of why we're here. And so I love it, the fact that you seem to have found your purpose. But you started out in real estate. You had enormous success there. But then you've made that change. Tell us a little bit about that change and why you made it. I made that change because at the time, real estate and mortgage was beginning here in California where I live. It was beginning to uh, experience a downward spiral. And obviously I was a seven figure per year earner in real estate and mortgage. And so when that was occurring, uh, a 10% swing in a seven figure per year uh, income earner, a 10% swing is very significant to a guy making seven figures as opposed to a guy making six figures. It's a big, it's a, it's a big difference. Yeah. And so at that time, Clive, I, um, I knew that I needed to find a secondary stream of income, but I had no idea what it was going to be, you know? Yeah. And um, a very wealthy friend of mine had called me up and it told me that he wanted me to take a look at a multi-level marketing presentation. And I was very apprehensive. I, um, I was very negative. I, I, I was really negative. I, I mean, I was just negative. I was, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I trusted him. And that guy that called me was worth a lot of money, very wealthy. And so I said, all right, I'll come take a look and listen to this gentleman you want to introduce me to. And it was at that time that I was pleasantly surprised to find out the truth about this profession and how great it is yeah. and how it's, it's the most efficient form, you know, of distribution in the world today. Yeah. See, network marketing is really interesting. According to the latest statistics I saw in 2016, global direct sales increased 1.9% to $182.6 billion US dollars in 2016. So we know this is a big industry, but we also know that the dropout rate is high. Half of people who enter as representatives in the network marketing industry drop out in year one. By year five, only 10% remain. I think part of that is the fact that it's very easy to start in a multi-level marketing business. Because it's easy, it's also easy to quit when things are tough. Now, you obviously found a way to be successful in this, but if you can, other people can as well. What do you think are the key factors? I mean, you talked about mentorship. If you were to bring it down just to a few key factors that influenced your success, what mm -hmm. are they? Yeah, well, first of all, before I get to those key factors that you just uh, that you just asked me about, Clive, let me do this first of all. Let me clarify the statistics that you just mentioned. Obviously, you now know I'm number 16 in the entire profession worldwide out of 110 million people. I think I ought to know a thing or two at this point in the game. So let me kind of give you some specifics upon what you just said, and then what I'll do is end it off with specifically what my recipe for success is for anybody to be yeah. get involved in the profession. Yeah, you yeah. talked about the dropout rate is what you mentioned moments ago. Yeah. And you said it has a very high dropout rate is what you said. And I want to correct you. It has the dropout rate in, in network marketing is absolutely actually less than what it is comparative to anybody that starts their own business. You know, it's funny how people love to point out the dropout rate of network marketing, which I'm gonna clear up in a minute, 
but they don't compare it to the dropout rate of, uh, of, of people throughout the world that start their own business. I can compare it to real estate. There's millions and millions and millions of people that have a real estate license and don't make any commissions at all. Do we call them a failure? Um, I can say there's tons and tons of doctors went to school eight years, got a degree and still are, you know, literally still can't figure their way out of first year. So let me give you some clarification upon the dropout rate. First of all, according to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, FTC is what we call it, uh, in network marketing, most people, about 75%, their intention was just to buy the product or the service at a wholesale price. And in network marketing, when you decide uh, to buy the product at the wholesale price, by definition, we now have to classify you as a distributor. So catch this, you've got 110 million quote unquote distributors, but as I mentioned, 75% of them were nothing more than glorified customers. They never intended to distribute anything. But, by def but, 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 but according to the government, we have to call them a distributor, which now skews the numbers to make it look astronomical in terms of the dropout rate, okay? or the high failure rate or whatever rate, whatever number you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it. I want it to be clear so that you know that that's actually not accurate. What is accurate is like I said, 75 to 80% of those people just wanted to be customers. They never even intended to be a distributor. So the, I, I found that very, very interesting the moment I, I uncovered that truth. But then secondly, before we end up to the, the third, the, the question you ask is again, when you talk about a high dropout rate, my answer to anyone would be compared to what? You know, compared to what? You know, I've been an entrepreneur all my whole life, so I kind of know a thing or two about being a traditional business owner as well as in being in, in network marketing. But finally, let's get to the recipe or what does it take to be successful in network marketing? I'm gonna give them to you in sequential order. There are four specific things. Again, I'm gonna give them to you in sequence. Number one is you do have to have a burning desire. The reason for that is that you're not an employee anymore. You now are a business owner. And the vast majority of people that are getting involved in Network Marketing Clive, they are coming from an employee mindset where you basically do as told and every two weeks you get a check, you know? Network marketing is the exact opposite. This is, you know, you know this, is, this is a business. You're paid based upon production, not based upon attendance, you know? So, uh, number one is you have to have a burning desire. Number two, if you want to fast track your success, I highly recommend you choose a mentor, someone that's proven, someone that's been successful uh, time and time again. Obviously, you know, success leads clues. Number three is my favorite, timing. 90% of your success involved in any business, network marketing is no different, it, it comes down to timing, timing. 90% of success comes down to timing. Uh, whoever told, uh, whoever tells people that it's just all about hard work, that's not true. It's not true at all. I, my mom and dad worked 40 years. My mother worked for the government, Food and Drug Administration, corporate. My father, a, a commercial flooring contractor, self-employed. They both worked really hard, and they don't have a dime right now. They're both broke, and I love them dearly. So yeah, you can't tell me hard work alone is going to make you rich. That's not true. No, absolutely. I'm sure there'd be a, a lot more very, very rich people if it was just down to effort alone. 
Right. So, so we're talking being smart. And this is where timing into the marketplace, into your network marketing company, these things are very important. So timing, my friend, is number three. And then finally, number four, yes, is hard work. Uh, one of the things that I don't like by amateurs in network marketing is they paint the narrative of get involved and virtually you're going to be rich here in 12 months. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. This is a real business and you have to treat it as such. And by that, I should, you, you should tell people it's going to take 18 to 36 months for them to be in a very strong financial position if they work the business consistently 25, 30 hours a week, and they really, really work the business as it's intended to work. You know, so I, I let people know, I manage their expectations up front and let them know this is a real business. It's much faster than the corporate ladder you're trying to climb. It's more, it's more efficient, but it does require sweat equity. So when you look at me, uh, you, know, uh, you know, 13 months ago, I was broke. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell people that. I, I was really good over the years making money, but Clive, I was horrible at saving and investing. It wasn't the Republicans' fault. It wasn't the Democrats' fault. It was my fault. And I was at a place in my life where I wanted to fix that. I wanted to fix that. I didn't like that. It didn't fit who I was as a person. And I subscribed to the same recipe as I just told you moments ago. I found a great mentor, someone who's worth over $100 million in network marketing, who used to be broke too. And long story short, I allowed him to mentor me. And here I am now, uh, 13 months later, I've made over $2.4 million in commissions in my company. But after paying my taxes and so forth, I still managed to save over $1 million liquid. And yeah. so I'm really proud about that because I don't know too many people that can say that they paid 1300 bucks and literally 13 months later, they're a million dollars liquid uh, yeah. here in, you know, in, in business. I don't know too many people that have those type of results. No, no, without doubt, it's phenomenal success. And, you know, huge kudos to you there, Romacio. Uh, let me just quickly recap over those four things there. So the first one was to find a burning desire, yeah? The Correct. Mm -hmm. The second one, that was, was that the mentor? Second one is fine. You must, you must find the right mentor. Mm -hmm. Find the right mentor. Um, third one was about timing. And the Timing. fourth one was hard work, sweat equity. I think we all subscribe to the fact and that- if there, if, if there was a fifth one that I would throw in, uh, this is what it would be, is the system. You have to find the right system. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, we talked uh, a fair bit about finding a burning desire. I'm absolutely behind you on that. If you can't find the passion, if you can't find the love for what it is that you do, then, you know, how are you going to find the energy within you to go out and make it happen? Because- nobody's going to do it for you. And I right. think the thing is, some people, in fairness, I think it's a small percentage, but some people are sold the idea of a multi-level marketing business simply because you, you're going to make money through doing no effort. But, yeah. you know, you're quite right. Network marketing is about running a business. The great thing is that you've got a platform that somebody else has, has worked out, and it's a little bit like buying a franchise. The, the right, right, right. And so you just have to learn the system and then go out and work the system. So that's really interesting you put that fifth one in. But tell me about mentorship. How do you find the right mentor? Of course, it'd be great if we could go and find somebody who's making loads of money. That might be one thing. But what are the other characteristics that define them as a great mentor? Well, great question. The first thing I want to tell uh, everyone is you will never 
find what you're not looking for. In other words, clarity is power. You first of all have to be crystal clear that you need a mentor, okay? Number one, uh, I believe you always will find what you're looking for. Now, let's talk about how to find this person. Number one, whatever the profession that you're choosing to embark upon, all you do is go to Google and you type in, you, you look for the top 20 experts in that specific field, top 20. Yeah. And what you're gonna do is the moment you are able to send an email or get on the phone with those people, whoever they are, you wanna ask one question. What do I have to do to make it worth your while to teach me what it is you know? You see, you have to understand that the mentor doesn't owe you anything. You have to understand that you have to pursue wisdom. It does not pursue you. So you have to pursue the mentor. And the correct question to ask is what would I have to do to make it worth your while? Because they don't owe you anything. But if you phrase it like that, now what you're saying to the mentor is, hey, how can I contribute? What can I do to be a benefit to you in exchange for the information that's in your head? Yeah. So that is how you go about finding the mentor. So it's a powerful question. What do I have to do? You said to go to Google, do a search, top 20 people in your industry. Is that the only criteria for you to find a mentor? Are there other things that you're looking for in a good mentor? No, you know, I always say the two biggest things that I'm looking for in a mentor, number one, and in this order, number one is character. I'm not interested in following anyone who's going to ask me to do things that are immoral, illegal, or unethical. I won't do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to sell my soul for nobody. Number two, the second thing I look for is production. So you can never mentor me. Let's say if we were talking about making money and you're dead broke, sorry, click, hang up the phone. I'll never follow you into a business if you don't have the results that I'm looking for. You see what I'm saying? So again, your production has got to speak some volume after your character. Yeah. I think you need to find somebody who's a step ahead, at least a step ahead. They need to be further forward to you because um, you want them to, to pull them, pull you forward, don't you? It's, um, instead of both trying to figure it out together. Correct. Okay, so finding a mentor is really important, and I, I absolutely get that. I have my own mentors. They're really important to me. They influence me in very positive ways. Step three was about timing. It's great when you get it right, but it seems to me that sometimes, if we think about like Facebook and how Mark Zuckerberg brought that, sometimes it was just about them being in the right place with the right idea. How do you recognize whether timing is right? For the average person, Clive, it's very difficult for them to identify and spot timing. They don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. That's why the sequence that I gave you is find the right mentor first, because the mentor knows the value of timing. They know how to spot timing. Uh, you, the protege or the new person, they don't know how to value timing. They don't know what they're looking for specifically. So oftentimes the very right time, uh, literally to the wrong person will look like it's the wrong time, but that was the prime time. But see the mentor understands the value of timing and they know that the paint is never wet. The concrete is not dry. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you start talking about timing, there are a few thorns, there are a few rough edges, but that's where all the opportunity lies. And so the mentor is, they know how to spot timing. I wouldn't put the pressure on a new person to be able to identify timing. It's just, it's, it's, we could go into that later, but that's too much for an average person to really figure out because there's yeah. several factors that you need to look at. Again, it goes back to the mentor, as you say. If you don't, and if, have- I, if I could add to that, Clive, let me, let me tell you why everything traces back to a mentor. I firmly believe that leadership rises, you know, leadership rise, everything rises and falls on leadership, a mentor. Everything does. Everything falls and rises on leadership. Here's why. It's not that you're looking to uh, you know, you know, mimic someone. What it is, Clive, is you're looking to copy someone's philosophy. Here's what I mean. If, if, if our actions are a reflection of our thought process and our thought process is a reflection of our perspective, that means the root of all success lies in what we think in our perspective. And so when you find the right mentor, male or female, what you should be looking for or paying attention to is their perspective. How is it that the same experience can happen to two different people while one person will will call it the kiss of death and another person says, wow, this is amazing. My life just began because of this. The difference is, is how one interprets what's happening to them. And that's what mentors, effective mentors, uh, that's what they're good at. They're good at, yeah, hey, listen, you know, some people gave, gave me a lemon and I, I, they said it's over. While the other guy said, no, I'm going to create lemonade. I'm, you see, I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. This is why everything falls and rises on leadership. And when you have the right mentor, they oftentimes have developed from trial and error the, now, the right perspective. And that perspective is inclusive of their philosophies. And those philosophies uh, is what prompt their actions, and obviously their actions create their current results. Yeah, no, that's really interesting about the philosophy. I think the thing is, you can go out and you can spend 30, 40 years trying to work it out for yourself, and you're making all those mistakes, and um, you know, hopefully get some successes along the way. It certainly makes sense to find someone who's already figured it out, where you can learn it from them maybe in a year instead of spending 30, 40 years working it out yourself. So that makes sense. And you said about systems, yeah, I can go like join a, a network marketing company and learn their system. But what was particularly interesting to me is that it's not just about the system and it's not just about working hard. It's also about the, the, you know, the psychology behind it. And that, you say, is something that, that you've gained from your mentor and that you would look for a mentor. Yeah. You know, everybody always wants to know what to do, yes. what to say. <laughs> they, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you. I understand because I used to be the same way. But as I grew it with more maturity in the business, I didn't, it took me years to realize I was asking the wrong question in terms of what to do. What the right question is, what's the proper way to think? What's the proper philosophy to have? What's the right mindset about this particular thing I'm doing? You see, if 90% of your success is predicated upon timing, mindset, and strategy, while 10% is predicated upon actual work, then I think we need to go at things in that equation. We need to put 90% of our time focused on mindset, philosophy, and our strategy 
versus can you just tell me the work to do? Because if I give you a gun and you don't know when and how to use it, I just gave you something that was of no use to you, or at least you don't know you don't know how to properly use it. So a gun can literally be devastation if used wrong, or a gun could be self-defense if used properly. Mindset. It's 80-90% of success in everything, it really is. And when you talk about the fourth part of your equation, hard work, it's not just mindset about how do I, how do I be successful. It's also about how do I cope with things when they don't go right. Right. What if a client says no to me? What if this? What if that? And so that's much as much part of the equation in terms of both framing the mindset before you go into, say, a client consultation or whatever, when you start your business. But it also comes into it when t things are hard. That's right. You know, it, it's, it's what makes the difference between the winner and the loser in anything in life is they both are going to, both the winner and the loser are going to be hit with some adversities. But the difference is it's not necessarily what happens to you, but what's more important is what happens in you. In other words, what do you interpret? What's the meaning you associate from that experience? How do you handle it? How do you respond towards what happened? You know what I'm saying? That's what really you're right is what makes the difference. And that's why you want to have the right mentor because they can share these mental philosophies and perspective upon how you go through something. That's the key. See, none of us are immune from the adversities and challenges of life in business and also in our personal lives. Nobody is immune. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter who your mom and dad is, nobody's immune. So the question becomes, if I'm going to go through it anyway, how should I go through it? Can you give me some help? Can you give me some advice? Give me some wisdom. How can I brace myself? And how, what do I focus on when that happens? And this is where the wisdom of a mentor, if you apply it, you will literally condense time frame. Yeah. So we have to find the right mentor. Um, and we have to ask the right questions as well. It's not just what do I do? It's, you know, it's more than that. It's bigger than that. So you've got four awesome keys to success there, like desire, the mentorship, timing, and, and hard work. And I don't think anybody can really disagree with those. Uh, really important. So I think the thing is, if anybody's listening to this right now, go and find the right mentor. Whatever you want to do, go and find the right mentor. And I know that right now, Romastio, that you are on a mission. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that mission? And if anybody would like to find out more about what you're doing, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. You know, look, I, I love this profession. And the reason why I love it is because it's all about helping other people. The model of network marketing is quite clear. Uh, the more people you help get what they want automatically in return, you will have what you want. And so I love it because it really, it really speaks to the contribution part of my, my soul and my personality you know, which is to give and to serve. That's just really what I'm all about. If, if, if life was, was, if I didn't have to give anything to people to be able to be successful, I, I don't think my life would be as purposeful. I feel like it would be self-centered and, and, and short-lived. But because I get to live a life of purpose, of, of contributing to other people, it turns me on. It gets me excited. And so, um, as you know, over the last 12 months, I've been with my company for 13 months. Uh, this is a six-year-old technology network marketing-based company, and we market the latest and greatest in technology. And here, as of recent, 
about 15 months ago, the company created a new product that's just killer. It's a wearable device. It's kind of like an Apple Watch, but on steroids. And so it's a wearable device that allows you to monitor all of your health vital signs in real time, 24-7. Uh, so we're talking heart rate, blood pressure, breath rate, EKG, uh, mood, energy levels, uh, remote monitoring up to 20 people you care for and so forth. Has an alert, uh, a panic button on the side. If anybody's in danger, you push it, it sends them a text message uh, where they're located. Uh, my favorite feature is the remote monitoring because if your vital signs go up or down for any reason, it automatically sends you a, a alert saying, hey, you need to call Clive and check on him. Maybe something's up with his heart rate or whatever. So I really like that feature a lot. But uh, here recently, about less than two weeks ago, uh, there was a major breakthrough in humanity with our particular product. It's pretty much a game changer. Uh, this is the first wearable device in the entire world to now allow you to monitor your blood sugar levels non-invasively. Non -invasively. And so we're talking about without pricking your finger. This is gigantic. You know, there's over a billion people that have sugar-related issues in the world today. Some that are medical-related, you know, we call them diabetics, and some that are just, you know, just health-related, you know. So we are excited because we know we are the first in the world to do it. Uh, we just came back from the consumer electronics show called CES. Happens once a year in Las Vegas, largest, largest tech show in the world. And we did a live demonstration of how our device uh, allows you to monitor your blood sugar levels non-invasively. Uh, and it just literally, I mean, the whole world went crazy. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I could pull my hair out and I don't even have much hair. So <laughs> I can tell you this, this is really exciting uh, for us. And this just came out two weeks ago. And so what my mission is, you know, I've been here now for 13 months. I started, I was broke 13 months ago, started from scratch by myself. I wasn't the first one to join. So you can't call me the guy at the top. There's over 700,000 people above me in the structure. But uh, I got involved my first month. I used the online system that, that we teach people. And I made 16,000 my first month. For, I mean, excuse me, my first week, I made 16,000. My first month, I made 100,000. Uh, six months into the deal, I made a million. And now, a year later, 2.3 million in commissions. And what I'm most proud about, Clive, is that I've helped personally over 500 different people throughout the world, because we are a global company, earn $2,500 a week in the last 12 months. I've also helped seven different people earn over a million dollars in the last 12 months. And so those were good times. But now here in 2018, it's January, and we're going to, I'm personally going to help 75 new people. And that's why I'm here on the podcast with you. 75 new people all around the world. I'm going to help them make 10 grand a week ASAP here in this particular opportunity at this particular time. And so if that sounds of interest to anyone where they want to get the details, get, a, get an understanding of, of what things could look like for them, I want to highly encourage you to swing on over to my landing page, workwithromacio.com. It's workwithromacio, R-O-M-A-C-I-O.com. Once again, R-O-M-A-C-I-O.com and type in their information and I'll call you within yeah. 24 hours. Romacio, what we'll do is we'll get the link to that on the show notes page uh, where uh, people can go sort of pick that up and find out more about the episode, more about you. Romacio, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and, and sharing your thoughts on 
what it takes to be successful in network marketing. Any final thoughts, any final tips uh, for anybody listening out there who's either in network marketing right now or thinking about it? Whatever you find yourself, whatever you end up embarking upon, always know that mentorship is wisdom without waiting for it. And I know that most of us have always said, man, I wish I would have known then what it is that I know now. Well, the difference between then and now is wisdom. And wisdom comes from your personal mistakes or mentors. I highly encourage you in your personal life, your spiritual life, your financial life, your parenting life, always consider having a mentor. It's the shortcut towards success. And that's all I would leave you with. Thanks for having me on, Clive. I appreciate what you're doing. Much success to you in 2018, man. A superb interview there with Ramacio Fulcher. And what struck me on the interview is what an amazing speaker he is. I just couldn't help but feel quite inspired by what he's doing and, and just the way that he talks. He's so passionate about everything. Love that, love that. And I think if we bring that passion in our own businesses, whatever that is, whether it's network marketing or something else, I think people can't help but be attracted to that. One of the things that I like to do on this show is make it as practical and actionable as possible. And for that reason, I want to remind you about your takeaway today. And today's takeaway, I think, should be very simple. Go and find yourself a mentor. Find someone who is further ahead than you. Yeah, ideally, the top 10, top 20 people in your niche, that would be fantastic. But at least find somebody who is further ahead than you and go and ask them, what do I have to do to make it worthwhile? For you to mentor me. Go and find your mentor. And if you've already got a mentor, don't get in the trap of asking all the time, what do I do? What do I do? Take Ramasio's advice and say, okay, how should I think? What's my approach with this? What should I be thinking? In next week's episode, we're talking to Nicholas Crow about how to build a brand. But right now, I want to hear from you. What do you look for in a mentor? And who is that mentor for you? Come and tell me your thoughts. The easiest way to do that is to join me on my Facebook group, Earning the Right. And you'll also find the link there to working with Romacio. It's all there on the show notes at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 29. So come tell me how you're getting on. Or leave a comment on the show notes page. I really appreciate that. Until next time, here's to you and your highly successful business.